hello to you in your car, your kitchen, your job, on your workout or your jog, and welcome to the X Nihilo podcast. I am Eddie Williams, the host. So glad that you can join me today. I've got a really good show for you guys planned, kind of near and dear to my heart, to be honest. Um, we've got a guest on that will be discussing something pretty serious, uh, pretty common in, in America at least. Um, and that's adrenal fatigue and some other things. But just to focus on adrenal t- fatigue for our introduction here. You know, adrenal fatigue is caused by chronic stress. It's this huge problem that we're dealing with in America. And so many of us are suffering from it, including me. I actually had a run-in with adrenal fatigue um, several months back. And it was not fun. I was basically couch-ridden for a few months. Um, could barely open my eyes, play with my kids. I just ran myself into the ground working too much. But this is a common thing in in the United States in particular. And I say that because, I mean, if we're honest, America is go, go, go. It's the American dream. We want to accomplish and go and and succeed. And and, and our definition of success really has, has kind of been killing us the last 20 or 30 years. So on for our weird facts of the day. And no surprise, they're going to be on adrenal fatigue. Um, they're actually stress statistics, and I'm actually going to link these for you because they're so they're so robust. There's so many. I'm going to link them in the show notes for you um, coming up. But first thing, what's the what do you guys think is the number one cause of stress in the United States? Just think about that for a second. It's job pressure. I think most people probably could have guessed that. Coworker tension, bosses, work overload. The number one cause of stress in the United States today, according to let me get this right. According to the Statistic Brain Research Institute, is job pressure. The next thing, money. Yeah. The number one cause of divorce in America is money fights and money problems. So it's no it's no surprise that money is a, a top stressor in our lives. And that can include loss of job, not planning, debt, medical expenses. Next is health. Third, after that, relationships. Fifth, poor nutrition. And all the way down to seventh, actually, is uh, sleep deprivation. So we're going to cover a lot of those in this podcast. I think this could be hugely beneficial for you um, if you're struggling with something like chronic stress or adrenal fatigue. We're going to talk about a little bit what it looks like and, and, how, to, and how to get rid of it. Next, percentage of people who regularly experience physical symptoms caused by stress. Physical symptoms, 77%. Wow, four, almost four out of five people. Reg, people who regularly experience psychological symptoms caused by stress, 73. That's a lot. That's a very high percentage. So um, I hope this this uh, show is going to benefit you greatly in your stress and your chronic stress. And hey, listen, if you feel like you don't have stress right now in your life and you're not, you feel like, oh, I feel pretty good, I'm, I'm wired, I'm excited, I would, I would caution you to one, Listen to this podcast for the future in case something like this does happen. Or two, maybe you don't see that you're chronically stressed because lots of people don't understand uh, the symptoms that they're feeling are actually stress-related symptoms and they could be feeling a lot better. So I encourage you um, to definitely get excited and listen to this podcast. On with our guest. Our guest is Dr. Robin Burson, MD. Robin is a functional medicine physician and the founder of Parsley Health. And you're going to hear a lot about Parsley Health today. Her mission is to make functional medicine affordable and modern so that people can access this holistic root cause approach to health. 
She's a summa cum laude graduate from the University of Pennsylvania, and she went to medical school at Columbia University, where she co-founded the physician communication app Curator. I don't know if you've used that. And later trained in internal medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital. She's also a certified yoga instructor and a meditation teacher. Robin writes for a number of leading health and wellness sites and regularly speaks for organizations across the country. Um, and honestly, she's pretty awesome. Uh, she's, she's, she's in New York City, and I uh, got a chance to get to know her a little bit. And so I really hope you benefit from listening to her and her wisdom. And I definitely recommend you check out ParsleyHealth.com, which will be linked in the show notes. Okay, on with our show with Robin Burson, MD. All right, well, welcome back to the X and Hilo podcast. I'm Eddie Williams. I'm here with our guest, Robin Burson. Hi, Robin. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm not too bad. You know, we were chatting uh, a little bit before we just got started here, and you know, you're getting pummeled right now with the with the weather because it's January. <laughs> yep. You know, as, at the time of this recording, and I'm I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah, but you know, bright and sunny skies. Does that make you jealous at all? Um, it does make me jealous, especially because the snow I'm getting here in New York City right now, I can't ski on, but you could head up to the mountains about an hour away and have some of the best skiing uh, <laughs> there is. So I'm double jealous. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's a good idea. I think we should just stop this and I'll, you know, I'm going to grab my skis. <laughs> head on out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you're a real interesting person and your practice is, is just phenomenal. I'm, like I told you before, I'm becoming kind of the fan of yours and following your blog and and uh, you've got some interesting things. There's a bit of an entrepreneur background as well, which is really cool. But why don't we start with your personal story? Give me a little background on, on who you are and where you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me on. I'm equally a fan of yours. So this is just an, an honor to be in, included today. Um, and yeah, I mean, I got started, you know, in college, I never thought I'd be a doctor. Growing up, I never thought I'd be a doctor. And here I am. I'm a doc trained medical doctor, real deal. Uh, with a medical practice. Um, and the way that that happened for me was actually I was working in New York after college and I was working actually as a paralegal and it was just not my thing. I was, you know, part of securities fraud trials for bankers and uh, I felt like somebody should do that, but it shouldn't be me. Um, and I actually got into yoga and became kind of addicted to yoga. And for me, the big aha light bulb moment was you know, understanding that I was walking around with a concrete wall between my head and the rest of my body. Mm. And I thought, wow, you know, yoga has been this gateway for me to break through that. Uh, that's so interesting. And I think my hypothesis was that maybe this big wall is kind of a problem for everyone. And maybe that wall is why we're all not treating our bodies very well and we're eating the wrong foods and we're not sleeping and we're not exercising and we're not doing the things that generate health and wellness. We're actually living ourselves sick. Because if you had, I had studied some public health in college, and if you look at where we were then, which is a while ago now, and where we are now, which is even worse, we're all living our way to pre very preventable chronic diseases. And I still to don't totally know why, but that got me really jazzed, and I switched gears and ended up going to medical school so that I could help change that. And and so you worked on uh, just doing a little research on you. You yeah. were on you helped with the Dr. Oz show, right? I did. This was before he had a TV show. This is way back. So he had a radio show and the very first year of his show for Oprah's radio station on Sirius XM satellite radio was the Dr. Oz radio show and I was the producer in New York. 
Um, and that was awesome. I was already on my medical school trajectory at that point, but I, um, I was great cause I got to meet everyone. I mean, everybody came on the show from all the top functional medicine doctors like Frank Lippman and Mark Hyman and Christian Northrup and all these amazing like pioneers in the space. And we had the surgeon general and we had Gail King and all these celebrities. So, um, for me, that was a very fun gig. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. What, what's the, now? You don't have to give me the full truth if you don't want. But uh, what's Doctor Oz <laughs> like? Is he, you know, is a nice? I've heard some things about you know other talk show hosts and stuff that yeah. just, you know, they're just, you know, not great people. But he seems like a pretty cool guy. He's phenomenal. He has more energy than any human practically that I've ever met. And I and I know a lot of doctors, and doctors tend to be high energy people. Um, he is one of the most charismatic and intelligent people I've ever met and worked with, and he's been a real inspiration to me. My, I think my career path will be different than his, but um, he's very passionate about healing and helping people, and that that was really inspiring. Oh, that's awesome, man! I'm sure that yeah. played, a, played a role in you know in, in stamping your you know your path here and, and what oh, you're doing. Oh, sure. What you're doing yeah. with Parsley Health? So why don't we why don't we jump into that a little bit? Tell me a little bit about Parsley Health. What's the mission behind that? You know, why'd you start it? Yeah. So the mission is to help people do exactly what I set out to do, which is prevent and reverse chronic disease. Um, but we're doing it in a very different way. The the kind of medicine I practice is a much more holistic approach to medicine. It's all about using nutrition and very high quality supplements and lifestyle change and exercise and meditation to help your body heal, um, as well as doing a lot of in-depth testing. We sort of do like the Tim Ferriss level of personalized testing from your genetics to your microbiome to your hormones yeah. to toxicity levels. We do all this fancy stuff. And um, I was working for another doctor in New York City, and I noticed that you know, all the people practicing this medicine were these amazing doctors and, and this medicine existed. It's called functional medicine. It's not like it wasn't there, uh, but it was really, really expensive. It was like an average of thousand dollars an hour and it was being practiced in this really old fashioned way. And I sort of said, well, we need to make the world well, not just the 1% well. And that's who has access to this care. So how can we make this medicine accessible to people while still making it really high-end, high-quality, awesome. And the other key piece of what I'm doing is data and tracking. So just, you know, how do we not only offer this medicine we know is awesome, but how do we actually track it and use modern technology and tools to track it to make sure that we're not just offering this great medicine in an affordable way, but we're also doing it in a way that kind of takes medicine in general to the next level using measurement. And so... I launched Parsley Health last year in New York City, um, and February 4th was opening day, and so we are almost a year old. Wow. It's almost like you're the antithesis of like the modern Western healthcare. Is that – am I far <laughs> off with that? Because it, you know, you're doing a, like a subscription base. It's, it's mm -hmm. relatively affordable. Um, it's almost exactly the opposite of, of your traditional Western healthcare. Yeah. No, it's, it's the opposite of – it in every, I mean, I just, I looked at medicine in general and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so grateful for my conventional medical training. I went to top medical schools. I am so lucky for my peers there and for that training, but medicine as a whole, especially outpatient medicine, the medicine's happening like in your life and in your community. It's, it's one thing if you have a really serious issue and you need to be in the hospital and there you want that cutting edge 
life or death style of medicine. And I think actually we're, we're really good at that as, and as a field and as a country and we're getting better at it. But what we're not good at is the medicine that affects the 99% of your life, hopefully that you're not hospitalized. And, um, that's not just in the holistic medicine. I practice this in medicine at large, right? Nobody's tracking data there's no real meaningful relationship there. We're very committed to membership at Parsley because membership confers a couple of essential things. One, it implies commitment. You join a gym for a year, you join Parsley for a year. You have to be committed to your health. You can't wait for a doctor or somebody else to commit to your health for you once you're already sick. Or if you are already sick, you need to commit to getting better. And getting better takes time. It's not a quick and dirty one visit thing. Um, Membership also confers community, right? So our Parsley community, you get discounts on acupuncture and physical therapy and uh, yoga and healthy food. We are just committed to bringing you the best value for that membership. And then it also puts you in touch with this group of other people who are trying to get healthy too, which is super helpful, as well as a team. So at Parsley, you don't get just get a doctor. You get a doctor and a health coach team. And that team is equally committed with you for that same period of time to helping you achieve your goals. So this idea of a membership for a medical practice and this idea that you can pay for it on a monthly basis and this idea that we're not just sort of like willy-nilly doing our thing, which is what healthcare kind of does and then kind of messes up and looks back and says, oops, um, but that we're actually tracking data along the way. Those things are pretty revolutionary for healthcare right now, and it, it sounds like a lot to throw them all in one uh, parsley, but I have a little bit of a tech background too, and so I look at this space a lot, and to me, all of those things together, you know, they're all interconnected, and that membership model just made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a little bit of a, a thing with most folks where they, they go into a hospital, and maybe it's a... You know, it's a one-time visit, right? And they go in and they get pills and then they go home and then they still hurt and they don't know what to do about it. But, you know, the, the doctor bill's big and so they don't necessarily want to go back in and, and, and get another bill. So what you're suggesting is a little is a lot better because, you know, you've got people coming in so you're able to communicate with them more regularly. You know, my stomach still hurts or I still have got this issue. You know, and so I think that the line of communication is so much bigger. Whereas, you know, with your traditional doctor, you've got to set up another appointment, and sometimes there's a wait, and then by then the conditions worsen, and and then maybe you've got to go to a, a immediate care or some sort of emergency room, right? Right, and that just whole method doesn't work, right? Like, think about your day to day life. Like, I'm guessing, do you have an iPhone or an Android? Uh, iPhone. iPhone. Okay, so you have your iPhone. You're probably in constant communication, right, between email and your podcast and Instagram and Facebook and text messaging. And yet in medicine, like communication is on like landlines and fax machines and like you have to beg your doctor for your records and you call and talk to a secretary and they leave a message and the doctor calls you back the next day but you're not there. I mean, all of that is just stupid to me. Um, and so it was just like my last company was actually a text messaging app for health for doctors. Um, and I've applied that same principle of sort of continuous, easy communication to Parsley. So you can email us um, through a messaging platform that we have really easy anytime. A lot of our communication is just goes back and forth. We don't have a phone number. And for there's a couple people who say, well, how could you not have a phone number? Well, we're not emergency care. That's not what we do. But 
Also, you know, you can again call and leave us, leave our staff a message and we'll call you back tomorrow or you can email us and I'll write you back in 20 minutes, which would you prefer? Mm -hmm. um, and when I put it like that, people remember, oh yeah, we have these sort of archaic expectations of healthcare, these like outdated expectations that like we would never apply to the rest of our lives. Like it, today, you know, you yeah. wouldn't like call somebody and like leave them a message and like hope that they like write you back to, or call you back two days later. You're just going to like text or email them. Um, but we still sort of accept that in healthcare. And I just thought that was silly. And I also thought it was silly, you know, a lot of this medicine and this guidance, we don't need to, I mean, it's wonderful and people do come see us at our office in New York and our office is beautiful. It doesn't feel like a doctor's office, it doesn't look or smell like a doctor's office. It's like a cool, um, like tech entrepreneurial hangout that you would just want to come be in anyway. But Awesome. We also like, we also talk to you over email, over over video. So we're really moving to this era, and I think people haven't totally gotten used to it yet, but they're starting to. Of, you know, you and I are talking right now over Skype. We could be talking about your health over a video too. You know, mm -hmm. um, and that way you don't even have to leave your home to work with us. You could just we we should be meeting you in healthcare where you are, not like you said. I wait, I wait, I feel worse, I worse, I, I'm worse and worse. Now I hit this breaking point. Now I'm going to contact the doctor, which is this arduous, annoying thing to do. Yeah. Um, we should just be in your home, like now, like, you know, right now. <laughs> um, and I think that's where healthcare is going at large. And, you know, there's a lot of smart people who are seeing it that way. Well, yeah, I was going to uh, smart is right. I mean, it's a prehistoric uh, system that we've got here. I mean, it's almost like you're buying a house, right? It's back and forth for 30 days, uh, <laughs> sending faxes yeah. and making, leaving voicemails like it's 1981. Yeah. When, when we, you know, the technology is, is so it is to the point where it can easily be solved over a Skype, a text message, an email, um, where we could just actually be discussing our issues. And, and, and that's the way not only the healthcare system is, but that's the way we are as a whole as in our culture. And so uh, I think it's key on the entrepreneurial side of things for you that you're recognizing that this is where we need to go. And not only are you providing people with the things that they need to be to be healthy and successful in their lives, but you're also recognizing a gap in the market and taking advantage of that. And that's just awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So let's back up a little bit. We talked a little yeah. bit about going to the doctors and they've got their white lab coats on and they're, you know, mm -hmm. they're not all bad. Like you said, if you break your arm, you're probably going to go to the emergency room and that's a very good thing. But if you're waiting weeks and weeks and weeks on end and you've had this digestive issue and um, okay, it's getting to the point where finally I need to go to the doctor and you go in and they give you something like uh, maybe an antacid or they diagnose you with GERD and tell you to take you know, Prilosec or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, what's, what are some of the key differences between something you would do for some of the digestive issues and then maybe something that maybe a, a traditional doctor in our day would do and, and, and how are those things different? Yeah, that's a great question and, and digestive issues are a great example because a lot of people are living with reflux, gas, bloating, constipation, abdominal pain belly pain that are just totally unnecessary and they're being driven by how they live. So if you go to your regular doctor and you say, I'm having reflux, they'll give you a pill to suppress acid. Um, and that's actually a problem because like you need stomach acid. You're, you're, you know, your body's not designed wrong. Stomach acid is important. It's important for killing off bad bacteria. It's important for having how you digest food like protein and how you absorb minerals. Um, and so if you suppress that, you kind of create a lot of problems. 
And so the reality is what we would do at Parsley is we would never just say, all right, you have reflux, here's a pill, let's suppress that reflux, we've succeeded. That's not a success for us, that's a cop-out. We would say, Hmm. what is causing your reflux? When did it start? You probably were born, we'd go all the way back to when you were born, were you born C-section? Were you breastfed? Did you have a lot of antibiotics as a kid that might have messed up your gut bacteria that might have messed up your immune system or confused your immune system? And then you were trucking along and then you didn't have reflux and then it started. When did it start? What was that trigger? Were you really stressed out? Did you have infection and take a bunch of antibiotics and oh, wow, it started after that? Or has your diet really changed? What has gone on that has led to that reflux? And then we would say, all right, Let's heal that reflux. We want to give you some support right now because we don't want you to be in pain. Um, We want to, so we can use some really safe, natural, and our supplements that we use at Parsley are are professional grade. You don't, you can't get them on the consumer market because they're higher grade than that. But natural substances to soothe that um, a little bit. While we figure out what your triggers are and we would ask you to change your diet, maybe there's foods that are triggering you, we'd ask you to work on your stress level, we might do some testing to see if you have what's called SIBO or an overgrowth of bacteria in the upper intestine. Um, we would really get to the bottom of and work with you over time to understand what was causing your reflux and to reverse it and heal it. And we successfully do that all the times. And so my favorite is when somebody comes to me with reflux and they are on, you know, two medications and I put the medications in the system or they do before they see me and then we sit down, we have our first visit, we go over their whole life story, we talk about what they're eating and what their stress is like and everything about them. And then we put them on a plan to change their diet and take a couple supplements for about a month. And then they come back a month later because, again, we have a membership. I'm not just going to see you once. We can't, you didn't get here in a day. I'm not going to fix it in a day. Um, and then they're feeling better. They're feeling great. The reflux is gone. Then we peel off those medications. Then the next month, they're totally medication-free. Mm. And so that is... The goal of the healthcare system right now is a little bit backwards because it's all fixated on getting you on the right medications. And then there's this term in healthcare that everybody's all hot to trot on now called medication adherence. That's just this idea that like people are bad. They don't take their medications. Nobody should be taking medications. <laughs> these medications are totally pointless. Like you don't need to be t- – the goal is not to – you know, wake, slap you in the face every morning and make you take another drug, the goal should be to get you off of these medications. Yeah. And that's what we do. And that's sort of just, it's just such a different philosophical approach. And then in the process of that, you not only get off medications and save yourself a boatload of hassle and money for the rest of your life, you also save yourself the side effects that those medications cause, like not absorbing protein if you're on a PPI. Mm. And you also learn a lot about your body. So now you're empowered. Now you understand, wow, that food really messes with me. Or my stress level is manifesting in my belly in this way. <laughs> and now you're a completely different human, right? Your consciousness level is increased because you set, you understand how you work. Um, you didn't just sort of suppress your symptom to try to make it go away. Yeah, I, I'm reminded when you're talking that of this commercial for a digestive uh, pill uh, that helps aid digestion and, and block acid. And the, the commercial is two men sitting on a bench and there's, they go to the, uh, I think they're in New York City or, or Chicago or something like that. And they go to a hot dog stand and grab a hot dog. And one of the guys takes a bite and, and the other guy's about to take a bite. And the hot dog looks at him and is like, 
looks angry and <laughs> scary at him. And he's like, oh, no. And then the narrator goes, this is not going to agree with your stomach. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so what, he, what does he do? He reaches in his bag and he pulls out this pill and he pops it. And now his body can't tell that this hot dog is destroying him, essentially. Right. And so and so th that's where we're at, right? We're at we're at the point where uh, what does it say about our healthcare system and us as humans when we essentially think that our bodies are meant to raise up and certainly things are going to go wrong. And when they do, you're going to have to take a bunch of medication. And that's just the way we're at. And now in 2016, in 2016, it, this is the, the precipice of American history and it's the precipice of modern healthcare. And the way we define that is we are on about three or four or five different medications and and that's where we're at and yeah i mean i think ex you bring up such a good point because that that commercial right like what do we see commercials for we see commercials for soda and pills and and like cars you know what is that drug then if the drug is like a car a hot car or a new car it's just a commodity yeah if, if somebody's advertising to you on television that means they stand to make a lot of money because tv ads are not cheap they stand to make a lot of money from you needing that drug. And so we're yes. an impatient, we're an impatient culture. You know, we like things quick and fast. And I'm all for if somebody's really sick and needs to feel better, if you have a bad infection, you know, you need an antibiotic. This is 2016. Yeah. But we have become we have been told and taught and brainwashed, I think, that we're we need to be reliant on these medications. And the thing that they don't tell you, right, is that even if you take that pill and eat that hot dog and your stomach doesn't ache like really, really badly right then, the pill is damaging your body and the hot dog is damaging your body. And mm -hmm. in a few days, in a few weeks, in a few months, no pill can keep pace with the underlying problem. And so you can mask it all you want, but that underlying problem will rear its ugly head in time. Yeah. And as we now can say that many of us are living longer and longer, life is long and we're living sicker and sicker. And you can live your way to diabetes and Alzheimer's disease and being obese and tired and unable to do the things you love to do, or you can live a life that generates wellness today so that when you are older or even not older, even next week, you have more energy, more get up and go, and you're able to enjoy life more. Um, and that we need to be selling people that. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're 100% right on that. And I, and I totally agree. And I just think of the, you know, I want to, I want to thrive. I just don't want to survive. So my goal exactly. isn't survival. It's to right. thrive in my life and to live. I mean, I could eat horrible foods and live, but I'm not trying to just live at most people. There's lots of people I know that I'm sure you do too, that spend their entire lives in front of the television on the couch and that's survival. And you could live till 80 doing that. Never lived till 85 doing that, but certainly that's not the life um, I want to live. And taking a pill like that, I, I kind of see it, and I'm not a medical doctor at all, um, but when I see that commercial like that and you see a hot someone wanting to eat a hot dog like that, that's your body signal telling you that this is probably not a good thing. When you have pain and you've got heartburn and indigestion and all sorts of things going on. And so when I hear that, I see that you, you're essentially turning off the what I call like the hot stove, the hot stove syndrome, where you know, a little kid touches a stove, it's hot, he knows he shouldn't touch it again. 
that's mm-hmm. probably what you're you're turning off that function in your body. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. It, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on a little bit. You wrote this really cool article um, called Effort, about being effortlessly superhuman. And now it's early January for us, and this will probably <laughs> come out this month. Um, and so most people are excited, and they're in the gyms, and they're packed. And I was in the gym. Uh, mid-December and they weren't packed <laughs> so <laughs> but let's talk about some really you know more practical things you can do to be a uh, superhuman quote-unquote one of the things you mentioned was clearing the decks and that's a, a detox program how important is detoxing to kind of kick off a diet what, what's the benefit of that I think the benefit of that is that it gives you a framework to get kind of super clean even for a short period of time so we have our seven-day program because a week is such an easy, manageable time, but it's also extremely instructive. So if you give your body a week to really heal, and by healing I mean taking away some of the worst factors that make you feel tired and foggy and bloated and inflamed and irritable and make those digestive issues flare and make your belly hurt, if you give yourself a week of that, you are giving yourself not mental memory, you're giving yourself muscle memory. That is body memory. Your body knows what it feels like to feel really good. And then from there, you've kind of pushed the pendulum a little bit, right? You've established a new baseline. You've moved the bell curve over. You're kind of like, all right, here's now where I'm starting from. I'm not starting from feeling so crappy because I overdid it over the holidays and I wasn't exercising and I was traveling and I was eating crap. And you're like, all right, I took a day and I did a little bit better and now I feel marginally better. You've catapulted out of that and jump-started yourself. And it doesn't always take that long. For a lot of people, it can just be a week. And then you're at this new basing line. You're at this new starting point. And then from there, you can start to build in the healthy habits that keep you there. So there's sort of that push and then there's maintenance. And there's push and then there's maintenance. And that's life, right? Like, We're always going to get off track sometimes. We're always going to have that week or that month that things didn't go our way. We didn't take care of ourselves the way that we wanted to. Life got in the way. What is your go-to clearing of the decks? And it doesn't have to be our seven-day program. It could be whatever you find that works for you. But I find that when people do one of our shakes for breakfast and for dinner and they follow our plan, it gives them a little bit of structure it's so helpful because then they're starting at that new that new starting line. Yeah, totally. And I'm going to link uh, your seven day program in our show notes when I put it up. Um, but yeah, talk a little bit about this. There's so many of these detox programs, and there's so many. You know, that's a real big buzzword in the in the health and fitness community. Um, but when I look around and I see your average person, majority of them. I, I feel like the first seven days are the toughest when they first start out doing something, especially if they're coming off of uh, a eating binge or a drinking binge or just a healthy, un, uh, unhealthy lifestyle. Now, what are some tips you could have for people that are getting through that first you know, three or four days, that push where they just really do feel terrible from detox? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, I recommend definitely taking it easy on yourself. So this is a mental game. Um, I mean, you're an athlete. Um, hello, are you here? What's that? Oh, okay, sorry. sorry, you're there. Um, <laughs> you know, you're yeah. So I recommend for for this. You know, it's a mental game, right? You're an athlete. You've you've been an incredible athlete in your life. You know how much um, of performance is mindset, right? So mm-hmm. starting off the week and saying to yourself, I can't fail this. This isn't about failing. 
This is just about giving. This is not about a punishment. This is nourishment, not punishment. This is experimentation, not punishing myself. This is an opportunity to be excited about my body. So a lot of people go into a detox with the wrong mindset. They're like, I feel really guilty. I feel really bad about myself. I'm going to do this. And then two days in, they eat something that's off the list. And they're like, well, I'm a terrible person. I'm just going to forget the whole thing. No, this is an awesome opportunity. This is exciting. This is a chance to experiment for one tiny week of my life and see how I feel. So the important thing is to start off with that mindset. The second thing is to remember that yesterday is not going to feel like today. It's not going to feel like tomorrow. If your feeling changes, that's good. If you don't feel good today, that means that your body is going through that shift. And that's awesome. And you can support it. Get an extra hour of sleep. Drink extra water. Take like an Epsom salt bath that helps you detoxify. Support yourself in the change because sometimes people are like, I feel different, and then that's automatically, that's bad. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking for a change, you're going to physically experience a change. Uh, And then my last piece of advice is, if you don't feel well, write, and when you're detoxing, notice that, write it down. What am I craving right now? Do I want sugar the most? Do I want booze the most? Do I want carbs the most? This is such an opportunity to listen to yourself and be like, what is the thing that I want? What does that say? about what I'm reliant on. And then if you do sort of, even in a short seven-day program, even if you do have a day where you end up going out to dinner with friends and you end up having the dairy or the sugar because they were having it and you didn't want to say no, doesn't matter. Keep going. It's not over. It's a mini setback. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people sort of say, even if there's a tiny cheat, that becomes this instant excuse to be like, oh, we'll forget it. No, 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 no. You will see so many benefits if you do 90% of the week. If you do even 80% of the week, that's way better than doing one day and then giving it up. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like you mentioned, I, I do have an athletic background. And when you, yeah. and this is a mental mindset here, when you're, I think that's why athletes, you know, they, they've been disciplined over the course of years to be able to not only perform on the field, but to take care of their bodies a certain way. And, when you're going through something and you think you're going to be perfect the entire time, that's just, that's a fallacy in your mind. That's just, it's something that's completely unattainable. There's never been a perfect game. There's never been a perfect practice or a perfect diet plan. There's never been a perfect anything. And so if you're, if you're expecting perfection and you're hard on yourself when you don't achieve it, then you're really just arguing against a wax nose. It's something that is impossible anyway. It's, you're never, we're going to get that. So that's that's huge, great piece of advice. Well, later in this article about the super becoming superhuman, you talk about the N of one principle. Uh, This is something that's you know promulgated throughout the fitness community. Um, Some of our listeners might not understand what this means, but to me, this is so important. Why don't you explain why you put this in this article? Yeah, absolutely. So I think people get really stuck on you know they're starting to read on the internet and they're like is dairy good for me? Is dairy bad for me? Is meat good for me? Is meat bad for me? Like there's so much information and a lot of people have this attitude like there's too much information, which I think is ridiculous. We have for the first time in history, we have widespread available science and information that's available for free on the internet to anyone. And while we need to continue to help people find guidance, saying that we have we should not have that information is just silly. But It is hard because there's a lot of information and you're not sure what applies to you. 
And, you know, if you're looking at taking an experimental drug, you don't want to sort of say, well, let's experiment with that and see what happens to me. But when you're thinking about changing your diet or trying an exercise program, you know, as long as you say, if you do have a serious illness, you know, I always say, get checked out by your doctor, make sure they tell you what's right for you. But once that you feel that that's okay, or if you're in reasonably good health, then you don't know how you're going to feel until you try it. And so the studies might not all say that this, you know, this eating paleo is good for 60% of people. Well, what if you're the 40%? What if you feel really good on a totally plant-based vegetarian vegan diet? Mm. Um, and so the only way to know at the end of the day, and also there's such awesome new research. I don't know if you saw some of the articles coming out recently about they said they fed the same group of, they fed this group of people all with diabetes all the same food and saw that everybody processed sugar differently. And now we know that like your context, your stress level, your gut bacteria, all of these things that are really specific to you and nobody but you determine how you interact with the world. So try it. Experiment with yourself. Try paleo for a month. See how you feel. If it doesn't agree with you, then try being vegan for a month. See how you feel. You know, cheese is not going anywhere if you're vegan. Um, you know, carbs yeah. are not going away if you try paleo. Everyone sort of looks at it and it's like it's, they've made this decision forever. It's just a month. Give it a shot. And if you yeah. learn that you have way more energy and you feel way better and that, wow, I cut out all dairy and my digestive system issues went away and my skin cleared up, well, man, even if the paleo people are downing their whey protein and their yogurt, that's just not going to work for you. Mm -hmm. That's huge. And that kind of brings me to your last point of the article is asking for help, right? So uh, if, if you've got a traditional mindset about the healthcare system and you're, you're, you're trying to start a diet or you're trying to rid yourself of some sort of issue that you've got um, and you think about it, you're like, well, I can't go to a Western doctor because one, it's going to cost a lot of money and two, it might be a while before I actually get in and who knows what kind of help I'm going to get. But with kind of what you've done with Parsley Help, asking parsley health rather asking for help is is so much easier to do and it's it's even more affordable talk about why this is so important yeah absolutely so you know we all need a team you know my day job and the doctors and health coaches at parsley our day job is to be experts in health and wellness and to help, and to help people get there that's not your day job your day job is you know, in, you know, marketing or being a business person or whatever you're doing. So you don't need to expect yourself to become this like perfect expert in health and wellness. That's not what you spend most of your time doing. Um, but get it, but getting a team is essential. And there's so much good data out there showing that when people have community support, a health coach's support, a doctor's support, they achieve their goals and achieve them faster. So, the best way I think to do that is to become a member of Parsley, but that way you get a doctor and a health coach team to work with you over time and get some data and some testing done and really get that high level expertise. Um, and at Parsley, it's 149 bucks a month. So it's as affordable as it comes for this level of medicine. You know, most concierge doctors are like five grand, grand to walk in the door and then they see you for 15 minutes still. So um, this is really, really, really affordable people. And I can't even um, explain how affordable it is, but for the level of care and detention you get. 
Um, but beyond that, say you're not ready to become a medical member of Parsley, um, we have health coaching only programs where you don't work with a doctor. Maybe you don't need that, but you can work with one of our coaches. Um, or you could do our seven-day detox and you get unlimited email access to a coach during that time. So you have somebody to ask questions and you also get a whole recipe guide and seven-day plan. And then say you're not ready for any of that, find a friend. Find someone that you know that care, who cares about you, who's kind of into healthy living and say, let's do this together. We're just going to cut out sugar for one week. Um, and that's if good. you build your team, you will be successful. That's, that's fantastic advice. So I was in a situation a, a while back where I needed to ask for help um, with my health. I, I eventually found out I was suffering from something called adrenal fatigue. And, um, you know, playing in the NFL and um, being this, you know, having this like macho bravado, bravado where you don't want to ask people for things is pretty common, right? And so, but I actually found myself in a situation where I was so tired and so fatigued um, um, with hormones, hormone imbalances, things like that, where I actually did need to, to pursue help. Um, and I, the chronic stress, I believe this is what was hypothesized was the chronic stress and, the, and playing football for so many years and then jumping right into other, other work, um, really put a toll on my, on, on my body. And so talk a little bit about chronic stress because chronic stress is huge. And I feel like, and this was my experience. Most people don't even know they're experiencing it while they're doing it until, you know, there's like kind of a, an aha moment and you kind of get an involuntary, Sabbath, where you've got to go lay on the bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Talk a little bit about Until it. Until you you get laid out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, it's it's so chronic and common, and it's just this epidemic this of chronic stress. We are all plugged in on all the time, looking at screens, which we've now proven are kind of eating away at our brains, which is super scary. Um, we are always on, and for someone like you, who's a professional athlete, and you're in sort of training mode or somebody who's in the military or doctors, I had adrenal fatigue. When I got out of residency, I thought, oh, I'll just need my usual, you know, one day off and I'll be great. And I literally <laughs> sitting on my couch for th two and a half, three weeks, exhausted, having a migraine headache every day because I had been living on adrenaline. I had been living on cortisol. I had been living like life was an emergency for so long working crazy hours, always being stressed out. And then when I stopped, I had those catecholamines, those epinephrine and norepinephrine, those body chemicals that keep you going in an emergency, even when your body's exhausted, that we have developed as humans to survive, you're now out of survival mode. And all of a sudden, those chemicals drop and all of the reserves that you had underneath are depleted and gone and you feel like crap. Mm. Uh, and it happens to so many people. And what I see every day in my practice, people who come in who live in New York City or we have actually people all around the world who come to see us and work with us online, they don't even realize it. They say, ah. I'm not that stressed, you know, but I get up at five in the morning and then I go to soul cycle and then I have coffee and then I go to my job all day and then I like go out at night and then I have my after work job and my family and like things are a little bit stressful with my family and on the weekends, they never stop and they, that's the new normal mm -hmm. and the body is meant, this is how the body's designed to work. The body's meant to respond to a stress. Stress is really healthy. Stress is how we learn. Stress is how we adapt. Stress is like the cue for our nervous systems to learn new things. So stress is good. We get stressed as little kids. We learn a new task. That's good. Mm 
But the body's meant to have all of those systems, those adrenally driven stress systems, go up when you need to respond to a stress and then come down. And so that's the sympathetic nervous system coming up, that fight or flight, and then the parasympathetic nervous system coming down, that rest, relax, digest, and heal. And it's kind of like a sine wave, if you ever remember from math, or like a wave. It goes up and it comes down. It goes up and then it comes down. And that's healthy. But where most people are living is that they're at this high register, right? They're always up. They're always on the crest of the wave. And so their body never gets that, I'm okay, I can wait, take a time out, I can rest, relax, digest, and heal. It never gets to go into that bottom of the wave phase. And that creates really big problems. So we see women with horrible PMS not getting their periods, infertility. It really messes with your immune system because your nervous system and your immune system are actually really one system despite the fact that medicine likes to separate them out. They're really connected. And so a lot of people have immune disorders and they get sick all the time or worse, their immune system gets confused and starts attacking their own bodies and they get thyroid disease and they get autoimmune disease and joint pain and hair loss and in men, you see low testosterone and you see in everyone, you see anxiety and insomnia and poor sleep, which perpetuates the problem. And then on top of that, we're all eating these high calorie, low nutrient diets that are missing all of those plant-based nutrients, phytonutrients, vitamins, minerals that come in brightly colored plants and, and high quality fish that feed our, nerve, feed our adrenals. So it's like We've taken the high octane fuel out. We're barely, we're dribbling in a little bit of, you know, crappy regular fuel. Um, and we're trying to drive the Ferrari 100 miles an hour and it's breaking down. <laughs> um, and so it's just sort of obvious if you thought about it from the point of view of a machine, but we humans aren't machines and our brains are pretty fancy and sophisticated. And our goals in our lives are to achieve a lot and know a lot of people and do a lot of things and sometimes that and and achieve good things in our work and our careers and our families and that can get in the way of ever giving our bodies a chance to heal. So the trick is this. People are starting to recognize and one of my main take-home messages is that you want to reach optimum performance, you want to reach peak potential, do it through finding balance. And there's this amazing line, and it's different for every person. You have to find yours where performance meets balance, where if you're overly focused on performance, you burn out and undercut yourself, and you never reach as high a level as you want. And if you don't, and if you, and if you give yourself a little bit more balance, you'll achieve greater and greater heights. And so people need today at least one hour every single day that they are in downshifting, down, low gear, no gear, neutral, rest, relax, digest, and heal mode. Mm. And for most people, if you ask them if they would spend an hour a day just resting, they would look at you like you were a crazy person. And they would say, I don't have an hour a day to do that. Are you kidding me? But if you give yourself that hour a day to do yoga, meditation, just do a breathing exercise, rest in an environment that does not involve staring at an iPhone or a television screen. That does not count. Um, Going for a walk. Those things will give your body that cue that it can come out of the top of the wave, come down to the bottom of the wave, restore, and then you will go up to the top of the next wave and that next wave will be so much higher because you're going to be able to achieve that much more in your life because you've built in that foundation of restoration. That's so, that's so good. And 
um, going back to getting some of these, you know, the, the hormone panel. I did the hormone panel where I, you know, when yeah. I was going through this and I saw some of the, the things that I was suffering from. So I was definitely very low DHEA, very low testosterone. You know, for someone mm-hmm. who's you know relatively young, you're thinking, how yeah. is that possible? And, you know, as I look back down the corridor of my past and I realized, you know, I was basically, you know, my central nervous system, my body was running from a lion for... 15 years where I was just basically every day I you know I'm up I'm working out I'm running around doing things and then the tail end of that the last 25% of that where my energy was really dipping I was supplementing with you know caffeine supplements and pre-workout supplements and trying to maintain that same energy level Um, but eventually got to the point where (laughs) none of that's that's kind of stopped working so the caffeine wasn't even getting me to the point where I could even function. And like you said, you, you said you were on the couch for three weeks. I was too. I was on the couch for about three weeks and people, where's Eddie? I, he's in bed. He can't <laughs> get out. He's, he's stuck there. He comes out every four hours to eat a bowl of cereal and goes back to bed. It's It was definitely a really life-changing experience. It was ugly. It was horrible. Yeah. So if you're listening yeah. to this, please like slow down because it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks and you won't even notice. Um, You have a couple other things on your, on this, on one of your articles about adrenal fatigue. And one of them I I just really spoke to me, which was um, creating a protected weekend. And I I don't think I've ever actually done that. Can you explain that at all? Yeah. So we tend to fill our free time as much as our work time, or at least I do. And and there's probably people out there that, you know, don't do this, but this is the really the way that a lot of people are living today and the vast majority of the people that are coming to Parsley and I've seen in my years of medicine. It's it's a pretty concrete phenomenon. People are just always on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's is there one weekend a month where you say, This is my restoration weekend. I'm getting a massage, I'm going to yoga. I'm not really going to be a social. I'm not going to do any work. I'm not going to travel. You know, time is plastic. And so sometimes, you know how that phenomenon, you know, you go away or something. And even though you're gone for a weekend, it feels like you're gone for a week. Or you could blow through your weekend and you could be, get to Sunday night and be like, God, where did the weekend go? I feel like I was just at work on Friday afternoon and now I'm back <laughs> at work on Monday. What happened? And and yet it's the same 48 hours, but they feel completely different to your body. Yeah. So you can create that time plasticity in your own life if you add a day of a weekend or a whole weekend to restore. So right now, between having a company that's a startup and being a doctor and doing everything I'm doing, I tend to work all the time. But I sort of say there's one day a week where I don't do any work related to my business. Uh, and that's so I can come fresh at the beginning of each week with the doubled energy and I've created that time plasticity over the weekend where I really feel like I get a break. Because what I find is people sort of take a couple hours out but then it dominates their thoughts all day and they never really feel away. Um, and I'm all about calendar inviting yourself to stuff. So yeah. if you have a Google Calendar like I do, you know, you've got a million meetings, you've got a million calls, your workout and your yoga class and your meditation gets scheduled in the same way that your most important call with your most important 
person that you're talking to this to this week gets scheduled in and it doesn't get overwritten. And if you do that, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to be so much more present and effective in the rest of your life. That's huge. Um, your last point too, it talks about remembering living is more than working. And I always talk about working not just in your life, but on your life and, and getting better. But, uh -huh. And you're talking about Love here, that. you're talking about remembering that living is more than working. I think so many of us are so caught up in our just the rat race of actual living and they look up five years from now and they're five years older, they're unhealthy, they missed some of the relationships and the experiences in their life. Talk about why that's so important. Yeah, well, I also think this is kind of a newer phenomenon, right? I mean, you think about the way that we work now, and again, I love my iPhone, but my iPhone, the iPhone came out in 2007. That is not that long ago, but think about how different the level of communication that you have is today, and think about how differently you work today. And we have this sort of ethos now that my work and my life shouldn't be separate, right? If I'm doing what I'm passionate about and I believe in what I'm doing, it's all one thing. And that's awesome, and that's what I'm doing, and I believe in that. But there's, there's in there, therein lies a problem, right? Because yeah. that means that there's no separation, there's no downtime, there's no time when you're not working. And again, humans are dynamic, right? It comes back to the wave. We're not good at always being in the same energy level or registry or always doing the same thing. We thrive when things go up and they come down. We thrive on change when you're really busy and then you have rest. And so even if you believe in your work and your work is your life, remember that your work can't be your whole life. And there has to be time for people and friends and love and caring for the body and doing things that are silly and fun and play. Um, in that, and I always, and I'm, listen, I'm with all of you out there who are struggling with this because I'm currently struggling with it because I am a total workaholic. I mean, anyone who becomes a doctor just has that gene. And I struggle with this myself a lot. Uh, but I always remember myself, I remind myself of this year at least, my mantras, one of my mantras is, is one big thing, which is joy. Am I finding joy in this? Or if I'm not, if I'm just working all the time and I'm miserable, then there's not much point to this. <laughs> And then also, you know, looking back on my life, I always remind myself, well, I've wished that I spent that extra week working or that extra hour working, or I, I wish that I had just spent that extra hour seeing my friend or with my family or doing something fun. Um, and generally, I think when we all look back in our lives, we're going to wish we had more balance, not wish we worked that much harder. That's right. Oh, that's just in incredible advice and it really follows the theme of what we're doing at Ex Nihilo. Um, before you go, um, we're, we're coming up on time here. Uh, I always yeah. like to ask the guests a couple things that they really want to get off their chest when it comes to getting the audience better, whether that's living better, um, becoming something great, or whether it's a health tip. What are two or three things that you always like to recommend to people that come into Parsley? Oh my gosh. So you can transform your life with two basic things that are not hard. Ready? Like transform, like up and down, like completely 180 your life. This is going to be good. <laughs> if you're ready to run 180 your life, uh, you need to learn to cook vegetables, like learn to make some food and learn to make vegetables that you like to eat. That's one. Mm. 
Learn to make like salad and cook something so that you're not reliant on the foods that are out there that are made for you because that's a very different thing. And if you eat the foods that you make at home and they are a lot of vegetables in them, your body will transform for you and you won't have to do that much or work that hard because you'll get almost everything you need. Um, And then the second one is learn some sort of meditation or relaxation practice. So the people who are most successful in transforming their lives don't make it all about the body. Your head has to be on this train too. Mm. And if you can do 10 minutes a day just of some sort of breathing practice and don't worry that it's woo-woo or it's weird or it's foreign. We teach kids to tie their shoes when they're little. We don't teach them to manage their emotions or to deal with anger or to bring or to find peace or, or calm. How crazy is that? And yet <laughs> you're going to have to deal with those emotions as many times in your life as you're going to have to tie your shoes at least. So, you know, learning some sort of breathing practice, we recommend apps like Calm and Headspace. Uh, we teach meditation at Parsley to all of our members. I prescribe it to everyone. Do something to get your head focused and learn to cook some vegetables and you'll probably just be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Those are the, you know, the, the meditation is, is huge. The Calm app, I, I use that and I've been using oh, that do? for a, quite a while now. And it's, it's been game changing for me in my daily life, um, being able to just view my emotions from like the bank of a river, like it kind of says that here and there, but it's, you're letting, you're just, you're so much more in control of what you're doing. It's fantastic. Those are such good pieces of advice. Thanks for, thank th- you. Thanks for that. Now, where can people get a hold of you? We talked about Parsi Health. Uh, you have social media, yep. website, website. Yep, we got it all. You know, 2016, we got it all. We got Twitter. <laughs> it's part. It's um, at parsley underscore health. On Instagram, we're Parsley Health. On Facebook, we're Parsley Health. Um, it's parsleyhealth.com. And if you want to email us, it's hello at parsleyhealth.com. So send us a hello. We do write you back. We get those emails. Um, and we write back to all of them. And um, you can also follow me on Twitter at uh, Robin Burson, MD. And, yeah, find us there. Send us your questions. Um, send us your issues. Let us know how we can help you. Excellent. Robin, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. It's great to chat with you today.